Welcome to Life Reimagined, Making the Impossible Possible. My name is Catherine Lucadu, and my beautiful co-host is... Chrissy May. Each week, we give you an inspiring message or person to help you create a life reimagined. And if you feel inspired by today... Please share with a few friends, share it on social media. And if this is your first time here, welcome. And please subscribe. Let us know how we're doing on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And, you know, just thanks for spending some time with us today. Let's get started. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. How's everything going? Oh, it's going great. It's, uh, a, you know, a chilly 45 degrees here in Arizona this morning. So <laughs> chilly 45. Well, we woke up to minus 22. <laughs> It's kind of brutal. And even if you're Canadian, you still feel like it's brutal. I'm sure. Yeah, I definitely yeah. don't miss those days being from Chicago. So you enjoy that. And, you know, I think that's um, that might be a great way for us to start off today is let people know a little bit about us. And, you know, why are we doing this? Like we're not interviewing each other. We are collaborating and we, we will have other people that we'll be interviewing. You know, do you want to start off by why and how did we come up with Life Reimagined, Making the Impossible Possible? Well, you know, you and I have been like-minded for a very long time. And for those that don't know, Catherine and I have virtually met uh, through our former coach, our former real estate coach, John Cheplak. Hi, John, if you're listening. <laughs> and so that was about what, seven years ago? Seven, yeah, years almost, ago? almost seven years. Yeah. And the conversation, oddly enough, started out because of video. We were starting video in real estate and we had some yeah. questions and you had reached out to me. So, yeah. you know, our, our virtual meeting goes back to that, which... You can even tell everybody else we've never physically met. <laughs> we have never met. Oh, can you believe it? This, you know, when I hear people complaining about social media, I'm like, no, it's amazing because here we are doing a show, a podcast together. And I looked it up. We're 3,500 kilometers from each other. <laughs> But it's as if we have met and, you know, we got to know each other over the years. So I think it's pretty incredible. It is. And it's powerful because there are people do look a lot at social media for, yeah. you know, the negatives, but there's so much, there's so many positives to it. So uh, with that being said, we just kind of always had this vision of empowering and inspiring others. And, you know, whether it was through real estate or our other passions that Catherine and I have had over the years, yeah. uh, it just became a natural progression to connecting again last year. And the conversation just kind of took a life of its own. Um, well, and then, of course, different. you know, related to our topic today, which is, you know, the next chapter and moving on to the next season in life and so on. And of course, that's how we've become even closer because we have both moved on to a new season and a new chapter together as uh, business partners at EXP, which is also going to be a wonderful journey ahead. So, you know, I love I love when we can do this with our lives. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I wonder, you know, am I so different that I look forward to starting something new and starting over and and going into the unknown? But I know I wasn't always like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
do you know, like, do you feel like there's a point when, when you felt that shift where you were okay with going into the unknown? Because I think that there is some point in a person's life where, you know, it scares you, it scares you. But then at some point you say, yeah, but if I don't, then I won't get to where I want to go. Well said. And just to tee off that, I do now, I welcome it only because going into the unknown and having that is the way to really grow. So the biggest parts of my life, especially over the last couple of years have been going into the unknown, have been allowing myself to embrace it and cherish every moment of it. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I think the, that uncomfortableness that people feel, um, you know, I think people get worried when they start to get that feeling where that should be your sign from the universe saying, no, you're uncomfortable because it's time to grow. So, you know, embrace it, like be, look, look forward to it because life is about to change for the better, even though we don't always think that that's actually what's about to happen. You know, how many times have we been in a situation where, you know, we, we know we're going into the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to work. And I know that you just went into a a new venture (laughs) and you didn't know before you were about to do that, if it was going to work, why don't you give a little bit about that? Because I think, you know, especially the trajectory that's happened in such a few short or several weeks is incredible. It really is. And it's been such a blessing to go through all these changes because it's, it's forming me and it's, it's creating a stronger woman out of me, you know, uh, just real quickly to recap what Catherine's talking about. My fiance has been in um, the supplement health and wellness space for about eight plus years. And my background is in health and wellness. I shifted into real estate full-time in 2011, but health and wellness has always been a part of me. It's a lifestyle. And so there was an opportunity to expand in the business which was opening up a second location, uh, specifically in downtown Phoenix. This is a brick and mortar. So even more so out of my comfort zone because I'm primarily online and, and so forth. And so now to actually position myself in a place every single day that I had to be at designated hours was in of itself uncomfortable because mm-hmm. now I'm on a totally different schedule. Yeah, I'm growing a team of of rock star employees. And, you know, it's extremely emotionally and physically draining, especially when you're launching a whole new location and mm-hmm. I'm shifting out of a completely different space. So it threw my schedule into like a whirlwind. You know, mm-hmm. I was my first three weeks, I'm working hundred plus hour weeks and I'm so drained and I feel like there's nothing else you know more to give, but you find it. And there's always more, (laughs) there's always more. And, and it's just, you're growing and you're evolving and you're figuring out um, that rhythm, that new rhythm. And I'm definitely at a far more superior place personally and professionally than I was three, four months ago. So it's, it's been a wonderful journey so far and I'm excited to see what's more to come. You know, and I love that you brought that up because um, I think that there's a lot of people who, who are at that stage now 
where they, they feel like it's time to do something new. They feel like, you know, they've been in limbo for so long and, and now what, you know, where do I go? What do I do? And I was listening to a, a podcast and when, and they were talking about that, you know, where, well, first I would love to give a, a statistic I heard, cause I did not know this. So they said that 68% of the world's fortune 1000 companies were started in the winter symbolically, meaning either during a recession or a depression, 68% of the world's fortune 1000 companies, because everyone had an idea and you know, there's really, when you're already in a recession or depression, you're not going any lower than that. So really there is only forward to look forward to. So I found that really interesting, but, um, one of the things that I was listening to in this podcast, they said, you know, a lot of the reason why people don't want to move forward or they're scared to move forward is because they don't want to have any problems. They don't want to counter any problems, but the whole point of life is that you're going to have problems because you're not growing if there are no problems, right? They're called mm-hmm. growing pains for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to think or to have the expectation that it's supposed to be perfect or everything is supposed to work out really, really well. That's not life. You know, there's, I don't think anyone has ever gone through a, a season in their life where there weren't problems, but what I've noticed more and more is that, It's the way that people are reacting to the problems that come up. That's the problem, Mm -hmm. right? It's not actually the problem itself. You know, when I had my brokerage and I moved my brokerage into EXP just a few months ago, but when I had the brokerage, what I noticed is that every time a problem came up, the reaction was, was the problem. You know, you know, as someone calls you and they have an issue, well, you have two choices. You can either stay calm and just figure out what that issue is and work through it, or you react. And well, what do you mean? That's an issue. Well, it's not my fault. And the people go on the defensive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this reaction, if we can learn to be more mindful or as they say, emotionally intelligent about how we react to things, then I think we would actually encounter a lot less problems. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to just go off of what you mentioned, because I I had a really great takeaway with the emotional part of it. And it's so true um, regarding mastering your emotions. And, you know, that's that's something that your world can transcend anything once you acquire that. So, you know, incorporating self-mastery into your lifestyle every day, you know, it all starts with you. And that's really the most important thing because you cannot control how others are going to come at you. All you can control is your response to it. And the stronger you are physically and emotionally, the better you're going to become, the more successful in business and in, in personal relationships. That's just. So if we were going to help the people who are listening today, and because I know that you've worked on this over the years, I have definitely been working on this over the years is, you know, really calming the reaction. And it doesn't mean you're not reactionary, but you're learning how to kind of get yourself back in the moment, right? Because when we react to something, we're thinking about the future or we're thinking about an issue that we've had in the past that feels similar to it. And so now all of a sudden we're reacting on some past issue or thinking about the future. But if we were to just stop and say, okay, just going to breathe. Now, let me start thinking through this. 
So what would you say are the ways that have helped you to, to learn to react, you know, especially you do have a lot going on. So how do you learn to react to, to everything being thrown at you? Cause I think that's another issue these days is people are very distracted, but they're also feeling lost. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so how do we, how do we, how do you have all these things going on around you and all the noise, all of that, but then bring it back down because I think that also contributes to the way we we react when we have so much going on, our patience sort of starts to really, really minimize. And that's where we fly off the handle. We're impatient with kids or with, with spouses or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. So what's worked for you in the past? What's worked for me and what's been uh, an incredible game changer has been my daily routine and and how I start my days off. And so, you know, if I don't take care of me first, then it's, so, and this goes for anybody, it's, that's where you start becoming reactionary. You just start, you know, you're not centered, you're not aligned, you're not set with intention for your day. And, and when you start incorporating that as a daily routine, everyone's heard about it, that daily routine. And it's not just about grabbing a pen and just writing in a journal and going through the steps. It's going through the emotions. It's flushing out the emotion. It's, it's getting you aligned, like I mentioned, with intention for your day. So what does that look like for me? Uh, I always wake up and I do a meditation right away. So that could be a visualization exercise. That's breath work. And usually this is all incorporated into one exercise. And then I will go do some sort of workout, whether it's in the gym, whether it's at home with my yoga mat and kettlebells, whether it's out in nature, it's something to move the body, moving that physical state. Once you're starting to really dive deep into that, you're, you're increasing every level and vibration of your body. I mean, it's just, it's not rocket science, right? I think it becomes, people make it so difficult. Like you have to be on these incredibly customized programs. Mm -hmm. It's very, very simple. And so starting your day off, right, getting into alignment is only going to set you up for success for the day, for whatever comes at you, because it's going to come at you and it always does. And then secondly, you already touched on this, which is really important. Breathe. Mm -hmm. The power of breath is so unbelievable. So what I always do, Catherine, I will in moments where I want to fire back or pipe back. And it just happened yesterday, um, (laughs) with our business. It's so easy to get into that, that, um, energy of just defense because you're Mm -hmm. like, how could someone treat you like that? I know. know, And you know, two things, never take it personally and breathe. And so those are powerful reminders that I, that I enforce every single time. And I could have easily wrote that email back or went, you know, face to face. And I just walked away and gave it some time to settle, um, and go back to self again, because, you know, it's, you have to control those emotions or it's not going to get you in a in a good place long-term. <laughs> and I would love to, to comment on um, two of those things that you just said. So um, I think the, the first one with the moving in the morning and, and doing something, getting that blood moving, so important. Um, you know, I've been listening because basically I just, I wake up every day and I'm, I just, I put my gym stuff on, I go in the basement, I get on the treadmill and it's just what gets me going. But then I started reading and it said, no, you know, you can't do that every day. It's not good for your body. Your body needs to rest. And I was like, okay. So the days that I, I don't do it, I actually feel sluggish. Mm-hmm. I, I can feel my mood and my energy have totally shifted. I mean, completely. So I think energy, right. That is 
where the energy comes from is that movement because when the blood starts going and, and you're moving, you don't feel like doing it maybe when you're lying in bed, but then when you, when you start it, it's like everything changes and your mental state changes, your physical state changes. And if you're listening to something that's really good or music or something, then your spiritual uh, shift changes as well. Um, so energy is massive. And the other thing that I would love to kind of move on to next is what you just said, because I have noticed that people's reactions from the last two years, people are very short tempered now. They, I find that they're flying off the handle very quickly. Um, sometimes it's even hard to rationalize how they're thinking or, or, you know, why they're thinking and so on. And I think it's really, really um, poignant what you said where, you know, not to take it personally. And I think that we're so used to taking things personally when we see someone, you know, speaking to us and they're saying things to us, obviously you, you tend to want to take that personally, but none of it's personal. Mm-hmm. It's whatever they're going through is coming out and you happen to be standing in front of them, or you happen to be on the other side of that email. Absolutely. And there's no excuse. You know, it's not, you don't want to condone bad behavior, but you are becoming self-aware of what is going on in that very moment. So you can control that reaction that you, you, yeah. you want to give away. Um, I wanted to just touch on a few things you mentioned about what's going on in just the last two years. And, it, and a lot of it, I believe is, are these triggers that are popping up that people haven't touched on for many, 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 many years that are now coming out, mm-hmm. you know, you, mm-hmm. there's, there's just so, so many ways of looking at it, but it goes even deeper of saying, you know, this is even no better time than ever before for self-care routines. There's no better time than ever before yeah. to really dive deep on yourself and stop looking outside of yourself for the answer or the solution. The answer yeah. and the solution are, are always, always lie within you. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I feel so many people are just in a state of chaos and and they they're just uncontrollable because they've never even looked within. And so it's right now is forcing a lot of people to look within and start reevaluating their lifestyle, their choices and belief systems. I mean, there's so much that's being right front and center right now that people have to look at. And it's not always easy to deal with. And I don't think anyone has ever been forced to pause, Mm -mm. like actually forced to pause their lives. And I think that this has contributed to the chaos that you were talking about, that inner chaos, because when the world stops spinning around you and you are so used to being a part of that spinning and you have to stop, I think even myself, you stop and then all of a sudden you actually start to look around and you start to say to yourself, huh, (laughs) am I happy with the way things have been going? Am I happy in what I've been doing is 
is this really how I want to continue? And I think all these questions have prompted all these, you know, people are moving. People have decided that they don't want to live in a condo. They want to now live out in the countryside. Now they don't care about the fact that the commute is two hours. If I have to only go in twice, like talk about a shift in mentality and mindset in just two short years, but it already happened within year one. You know, I think once the fear subsided for everything going on in the environment, that shifted into, okay, well, now how do I want to continue? And do I want to continue the same way I've been going for the last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years? And I think it was everyone across the board thinking this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I felt it on every level. And it's been interesting to watch people with what direction they're choosing to go in. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a matter of really start diving deep now in yourself. That's just my opinion of the whole thing. So, well, what do you think? I mean, we've talked a lot. What would you say was the most, and I'll use Oprah's word, like aha moment that you've had over the last two years? Ooh, I know. Like there's so many. I've had so many. Oh gosh. My or maybe it's like even what you, what you thought you wanted in the oh, future. Great. Did that change? 100%. Well, I've always had, I've always known and I've had the vision of where I wanted my, my life to obviously start evolving and where a direction I want to go in. But just as an example, a small, tiny example, and this is a great way of people who say they think they know you, or they've been friends with you for so long. And, you know, I always have to remind people that, well, when's the last time you actually had a conversation with this person? Because if they're on a personal growth path or anything of such nature, they're probably not the same person. And I can give an example, something so small with, I used to love hosting um, at my house with football parties and stuff like that. Sports. I was a big sports person, hockey, football, always big on that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't tell you how it just does nothing for me now. I mean, even hearing the games on with ESPN sends a trigger. I want, I just don't want to be a part of it. I don't have, I'd rather be outside in nature. I'd rather be on a hike somewhere. I'd rather be up in Sedona. I would much rather be anywhere else than watching a football game on TV. And so that's something so tiny. That was what I'm getting at, but there's these other things that have added to it where I'm not the same person I was two years ago. The way I look at things, the way I I want where I want my life to be in a year from now. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to be on a ranch with 500 acres and horses and, you know, and animals and dogs and just that living life in the land. Like that's living for me. And um, it's vastly different with the vision I had two years ago. So, you know, uh, wow. Like I, I totally, I totally hear you. I, I was really, really, I remember like as a child, I was really, really active in sports. I always say I was like, I was like my father's firstborn son because I don't think he thought he was going to have boys after me. So, you know, it was like, you're going to do soccer. You're going to do baseball. You're going to do track and field, cross country, volleyball, like you name it. I have done it. And by the time I got to high school, the last time I actually did a sport was field hockey in grade 10. Then when I got to university, a friend of mine said, well, let's play football. And I was like, okay, girls touch football in, in university, super fun. The party's more so afterwards, but then I just stopped. 
you know, moved to Europe. And because I lived in Cyprus, which is so hot, all of a sudden activity, physical activity in the heat just doesn't happen. So it was just going for a walk every now and then. So I, I completely got out of the physical aspect of things. And, you know, then I had my heart surgery, but coming back here and starting up the walking routine again, I mean, I actually had to tell myself, you have to go outside for a walk. And then to start that up again now, because I had to pause over the last two years, it was like I went it was like I took all of that and put it on steroids. It was first I would go for, you know, a 40 minute walk in the morning, which was like five kilometers. I would get back. Then I would go swimming, finish that, do my work. And then I'd go swimming again in the evening. And now I'm doing it with the snowshoeing. But what it's what I've noticed is that once again, that energy level is just, it just rises, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, and I see people all the time saying to me, well, why, how are you so positive And how are you? And I'm just like, because it's just all there. I'm just so happy that I can actually do these things. I'm alive to be able to do them. And I also got time to stop and think like, what do I want to do? Which is where all the changes came in because I realized that I kept asking myself, you know, do you feel joy? Do you feel joy in what you're doing? You know, and do you see yourself doing this? And is that what you feel like you're here to do? And my answers were coming back saying no and no and no. So then the next question is, okay, well then what is it that would bring you that joy? So then you kind of have to go back into yourself and say, okay, well, what is it that gave me joy. And I actually had, I was speaking to a lady. She said, go back, go back to when you were a child. What did you like to do? What was it that, you know, and, and it's, and it's interesting when you actually do go back and start thinking about yourself as a child and what was it that interested me and what did I like doing? Well, I've always liked people. I always liked talking to people and I've never really liked sitting at a desk and and being in cubicles. Like, you know, I, I, that was one of my first jobs in Canada was working in a cubicle in the government. It was the worst position I've ever been in, in life is actually being in a cubicle. Cause for me, if you're a person who's been out, you know, teaching in front of a, a class of a hundred people or 30 people, and you're asked to sit in a cubicle, it's very, very hard. So I think as you start to, to actually pause and think about, you know, what is it that makes me happy? What is it that gives me joy? And why am I doing what I'm doing? If, if that's not the path I want to go down, Mm-hmm. Why don't I start shifting toward the path I want to start going down? Like you were saying about, you know, being on a ranch. Well, you can't sit where you are and just hope for it, right? Yeah. You actually have to start making steps one way or another to start leading yourself toward whatever that is. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, what is it that feeds your soul? Like what, what is it that feeds your soul? And how do you know that? Because what you just mentioned, it's a feeling and an elevated vibration that you, you can, it overtakes your entire body. For instance, if I just go into a hike, if I go to a hike out here, or when I do go to Sedona or I, or I'm putting myself in an environment that is just so, so fulfilling, I know I'm in alignment. I know I'm in the right place. And, you know, it's, it's really important. And it's, I believe it's vital 
to growing and evolving to find that sweet spot, to find where that place is for you. Even if it's just taking a walk every morning or every night. Yeah. So, you know, if we're just showing up and working every day and we're not tending to ourselves and our feeding our soul, then there's, it's, there's nothing you're no. not going to go anywhere. You're going to stay stagnant and then you're going to regress. So very important. So true. So true. And you know, I never, you, I, I never used to use words like, um, growth mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and still, I, until I started reading, you know, books and things, but then when I started reading the books and I was like, yeah, you, you actually have to be thinking about growing. It's mm-hmm. really not something that just happens naturally. And when I think of all the years where I was actually just trying to get through the day, right? And now let me get through, especially when kids are young and you're, okay, now let me get to the next day. Now let me get to the next day. And then when I started reading these books, it was like, no, you gotta, you gotta think a little bit more about than just the day to day. And once I started allowing myself to say, you know what? Okay. Maybe what does one year look from now? And if that's where where I want to be one year from now, well, I think I have to start doing things to move myself in that direction. And, you know, I think so many people haven't allowed themselves to do that. They haven't allowed themselves to think one year out. We've all lived paycheck to paycheck. You know, I remember living in Europe. It was hard and I had three jobs there and it was still, we were barely getting by with me with three jobs. My husband had three jobs. So to, for, for, for someone to say to me, well, look at a year out, like a year out, I'm just trying to pay the bill at the end of the month, you know? But I think that if you give yourself that, goal of, okay, where do I want to be one year from now? What do I want to be doing? You have to give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to think. And I don't mean the fairy tale of, oh, it would be nice to win the lottery. (laughs) None of that. Cause that, uh, you know, that's sort of a a dream, but I think it's allowing people to give themselves a goal, even if it's a small one, what does that look like? Well, you have to paint that picture, right? If you don't take it, if you don't take initiative of your own life, somebody else is going to, right? So you have to start getting proactive in your process. And like you said, Catherine, I mean, what does that look like one year out from now? For me, I know where I want to be in one year. I'm making the sacrifices every single day, day in and day out to align myself accordingly with that vision I have. It's not going to just show up in my front doorstep. It's not going to, you know, magically appear in my manifestations, Mm -hmm. although sometimes part of it does. Um, but for the most part, you have to take inspired action. And that's right. When you, uh, reached out to me last year, I knew I wanted to shift in the direction that we're going in this year. Mm -hmm. It was, you were my answer when you called, you know, it's like you heard me and I will always be in real estate. However, now being in the position that we are aligning ourselves in, it creates that possibility. It creates this, this now it's not just a pipe dream. This can actually Mm -hmm. really, really happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know any, but I, I don't know any other industry that provides the opportunity that real estate does. I just don't. I mean, they're, they're, they're they're out there. I mean, you know, they're definitely out there. You get your people that are, you know, psyched about Bitcoin and crypto and all that stuff I'm saying, but as a whole, you know, real estate, it's endless and there's so many different avenues. You can take it. That's the beauty of it. So 
And it's so interesting you say that because I have been doing so many interviews with new licensees or or agents who are going to get their license. And when they say the word, I'm getting into real estate because it's going to be flexible. (laughs) They have the wrong definition of flexible. Flexible is what you just explained, meaning I don't have to be stuck in this location to do it because in joining EXP, we can now, we, we are, we have freedom of movement Mm. and freedom to partner with other people. I think where the definition of flexibility gets lost is that I get to work whenever I feel like it. And, you know, I can put in the work whenever I feel like it. That's the wrong definition (laughs) because, you know, it's still a business that you're building. Mm -hmm. It's still relationships with people. And I'm sure you've realized it's a now society. So I want to see the house now. I want information now. And I think that's where that meaning gets lost of real estate is wonderful. It's an amazing industry, but you have to treat it as such, right? It's, it's a career, it's a business. And that's another problem is that a lot of people don't treat what they're doing as businesses Mm -hmm. and actually growing as we've talked so many times, growing an empire. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that you've got to create some systems and processes. You have to develop relationships with people and you have to build people because people build the business. You're doing that right now. You're building people. So people will build the business Absolutely, because the business doesn't build itself. It's always built on the people. It's all about relationships, all of it. And, and, you know, what kind of leader are you, do you want to be? And, you know, what are you doing day in and day out to set that standard? You know, there's never been a more, I've never had to feel so responsible in my entire life than I do right now. I mean, it's, you know, it's not just showing up and giving somebody a job and you're in there and you're training them. It's, you know, you really are trying to impress on them and mold them. And it's, you know, it's creating a culture, you know, it's really caring about them. They're humans, you know, and they're, they're young humans, you know, and it's, they're so impressionable. There's just, there's so much that goes into it. If you truly do care, you know, like we do. So it's, yeah. Well, I love the word you just said culture, Mm -hmm. because I think that's what's missing in so many businesses, um, you know, in, in any kind of business, like what culture are you creating? And I know that I've worked in different real estate companies and you have to ask yourself, like, what is the culture that's being created here? Is it a culture of competition? Is it a culture of, uh, I'm in it for me and no one else, or, you know, the reason why I was attracted to, to EXP was because it's so the opposite Mm -hmm. of the type of cultures that I've worked in other than when I had my own brokerage and it's this collaboration, like how about we work together? And here we are 3,500 kilometers away, never met. We've never met in person, but we are collaborating so that we can offer maybe some inspiration, some insight to other people who we also haven't met, you know, somewhere out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're because we're aligning ourselves accordingly. And, and that's what it comes down to. Who are you aligning yourself with? Those are the questions nice. you need to ask yourself every single day. Am I aligning myself? Because you, you know, oftentimes if you're going through a season of struggle, whether it's through personal relationship, friendships, family, whatever that looks like for you, you always have control over your inner environment. You really do. You know, what are you allowing yourself to hear every day? What are you allowing your eyes to see? You can 
take control of your inner environment today, regardless of where you're at physically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's listening to great podcasts that provide yeah. inspiring, great information. Um, you know, watching powerful and positive shows, tuning out the noise, tuning out the news. I mean, it's really important who you align yourself with. And, you know, I believe that's what we're creating right now, especially. So, yeah. And I think for people who aren't sure what that means, you know, in, in aligning yourself with people, I I always tell people, well, how do you feel? How do they make you feel when you're around them? You know, how, what experience are you having when you're with them? Like, do they make you feel good or do they make you feel bad about yourself? Do you feel like you're being judged? I think that's a huge one. Mm. You know, um, when you are aligning yourself with people, if you feel like you're uncomfortable or like you have to measure up to someone else, you know, some competition is good because it drives you, Mm -hmm. but not if it's making you feel bad about yourself, that's something that you're going to have to work on. But I think it's really important that you align yourself, especially with people who are going in the direction you want to go. And I think that that's what you and I have learned over the years is, you know, find people who are where you want to be or are on their way there Mm -hmm. and align with them. It's that simple. I guess that's the sweet sauce right there. If there was any takeaway from today's episode, that's it right there. Yeah. Who's, you know, and and not just the ones that are saying they're doing it. You know, you have, social media can be so distorted. You know, it's people are on there showing off what they have left and right. And I don't know what percentage of it is what you think, Catherine, but I think a lot of it is just for show. There are those, there are those select few that are doing it day in and day out that have achieved a level of success that, you know, people are seeking. And those are the ones to follow. I mean, I could, you know, give 10 names right now on social media that they're just, they're crushing it and they're giving with such grace. And so aligning yourself according to what you're resonating with is really important. So that's where I would, that's where it's a good place to start. To start and maybe to stop right here today. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, Yeah. Find, you know, we, we read that quote, find your tribe, find your tribe, but it really is very, very true is when you do find the people who, um, when you find the people who will help you grow and you can feel it, you can feel like you're growing, whether it's, you know, internally or externally, um, whether it's in the financial circle or whether it's, you know, the psychological circle, you will know when you're where you're supposed to be because it's going to feel very comfortable and it doesn't feel hard. Um, It just feels like you're where you're supposed to be. All of a sudden, you just feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. You're in flow. Yeah. Um, I have this one last quote and I, it's, it's taken from a woman who wrote a poem and her name is Marianne Williamson. And it is a really, really nice. I think it's a nice way to end. So here's what she says. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. 
There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Amen. So I think that that might be a wonderful place to start off next week is about why sometimes we dim our light to please others. Ooh, I like that. I know. Ah! Isn't that a, a touchy subject? But I think it might be something that we want to tackle next week. I'm coming with it. I'm All right. going to start my, my journal writing tonight on that topic because that's a that's a big one. It is a big one and, and and we see it everywhere. And how do we overcome that? And, and, you know, I think that'll be a good place to start next week. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. And um, well, we look forward to seeing y'all next week. Yes, this is, this is so fun. See, we just got started. We, we got out We're of just way. getting started. <laughs> I can't wait to see where this goes. Absolutely. All right. Bye everyone. Make it a beautiful day. 